Welcome to the If You Lead Them podcast, the show that is dedicated to helping you grow as a leader in both business and your personal life. Here is your host, Katie Barnett. Whitney, thank you so much for joining today. I'm so excited to introduce you to all of our leaders, and I know that you have some amazing things to share. Uh, I've gotten, I've had the pleasure of getting to interview you uh, prior to this, and your background and everything is just, it's really incredible. I know you gave me so much. I walked away from that interview with so much and uh, big and small, you know, things that I want to do big, you know, big picture. And uh, I I admittedly am not very well versed in investing, although I, I want to believe I'm, I am. Uh, but also like small things, I, got, I downloaded some apps for my kids and, and have talked to them about more investing. And so I love this. I love everything that you do and just how knowledgeable you are. And I'm so excited to have you here for this important discussion because I think that it's, um, I love that leadership is not just about the corporate VP or, you know, the president or, you know, these big picture ideas, they exist kind of everywhere and leadership in general is so important in all these different aspects. So we've got your book coming out on February, pre-orders start February 1st. Yes, Money for Tomorrow, How to Build and Protect Generational Wealth comes out February 1st, pre-orders. I should say. So exciting. I know that um, I need to read that probably three or four times. And I'm so, that's awesome. We will put the link to everything in the show notes for you all. Um, you're also the founder of Ash Wealth, director of education for Passive Investing. And um, did I get those names right? Yeah, passiveinvesting.com. If somebody wanted to find us, yeah, director of investor education there at passiveinvesting.com. Amazing. So I am just going to dive kind of right into it and then we'll come back around to all of your incredible knowledge and experience. Uh, but I would just love to know first and foremost, and it's a loaded question. So I know that going in, but to you, what are some of the most defining characteristics of a leader and or leadership? I really personally believe that leadership isn't just the title. It's not about being in the director, manager, C-suite or anything like that. We all lead. We lead, um, our, we lead ourselves in our day-to-day -day work. We lead our families at home. We lead in our business, no matter what our role is, whether we um, have to follow or whether we actually truly have to like quote unquote lead, but we all have a leadership responsibility you know, in everything that we do. And I, so when you ask me what is like one of the top qualities of a leader, I think it's becoming resourceful. You know, if I have to boil it down to just one, which is that it's never that easy, but like how resourceful are you? And that is a skill that you can learn, right? Because, you know, a resiliency is really hard. I have an 11 year old daughter. I'm constantly trying to hammer home resiliency. And that for me, it was easy growing up. For her, it's a little bit more difficult. But I think resourceful, that is where I've landed. You know, how can I get her, you know, on her day-to-day -day, like work and school and stuff like that, but even like me and my day-to-day -day work, how resourceful can I be? Um, and whenever I think about resourcefulness, it really boils down to three questions, right? How resourceful am I being with my mindset right now? How resourceful am I being with my skills? Either skills I have, or do I need to go find somebody that has the skill? Or how resourceful I am with my network. Like, am I missing a person? 
you know, in my network that would take me to the next level. I love that you bring this up. And I mean, we only have, these shows are only about a half hour long. I'm like, all these ideas popped into my head. I know that you have, uh, do you have one daughter? Well, just one. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I just kind of to fly off topic for one moment, sticking with resourcefulness, I worry that it's almost something that is more difficult to teach at this point. And maybe not just for kids, but I, you know, obviously I'm looking at this generation and I'm like, you guys, <laughs> we got some things. Right? We're a little surprised right now. I get it. <laughs> I'm old. I get it. But no. Okay. So there are so many resources out there. I wonder, not just for kids, but for people in general, does it almost make it more difficult to be resourceful? Like, are people waiting for things to be handed to them, even though the information is almost always out there somewhere, right? Well, I think that I would agree with that, right? And I see where you're going with that. I guess that's a better way to kind of comment on that. Um, but everything that I said about resourcefulness goes back to you. Like, what are you bringing to the equation, right? Um, are you bringing a growth mindset? Are you bringing a fixed mindset, right? You know, um, you know, I, I love parenting is when I finally learned that parenting is all about leadership, even training my new puppy is all about leadership. How am I leading in this moment? I learned some of the best skills reading from parenting books and then like bringing them over to like managing my teams, uh, you know, both at passiveinvesting.com, but also at ashwealth.com, right? Um, it, but it boiled down to me what, what, it, you know, from my mindset, you know, my walking in and I'm just like very rigid and thinking, okay, this is how it's going to be. I'm managing from a top-down approach. I'm not giving oxygen to that space for people to learn or manage back up to me and give me feedback. You know, in the case of my child, right? Like, am I going, am I going in with a fixed or growth mindset? What am I cultivating with her? Am I enabling her by me always giving her the answer, right? That type of mentality. Or do I take that pause, take that breath, instead of giving her the answer, going, well, what would you do, right? And, you know, sometimes she's just like, ah, I'm so frustrated. I don't know what to do. You know, you know, you already know that she's like, I know just you already me. know the answer. Just tell me. I'm like, no, that's not the point in this lesson, honey. Um, then it's like, do we get down to like, does she need to learn a skill? You know, does she need to develop a skill? Does she need to find somebody who has a skill and bring them into her world? Um, we were talking about the other day that she wanted to open up a dog um, training business whenever she gets older. I'm like, great. Who could you learn that from right now? She was like, I don't know. And I'm like, wait, like, why don't we just go over the Humane Society and you volunteer there for a little bit, make sure that you like it. And then our previous dog trainer, maybe you could do like some days with her and like pick up some tips and tricks there. Maybe she could train you to be a dog trainer. And then like, so she, the wheels are spinning. Like, oh, they're, these are, th I don't have to like figure it all out myself. They're, that's not what the point is. It's about bringing mindsets, the skills, people into my world that can help me become the best version of myself. Yeah, I love that. And then, you know, in a team setting or business setting, Oftentimes that resourcefulness, you know, can almost allow for some vulnerability. I'm looking for, I have to find the answer. I'm going to, you know, utilize this information, but then also utilizing the people who are working with you, right? And around you in order to 
just kind of honor the information and the abilities that they're able to bring to the table. And I, I just, I agree. I think resourcefulness is really, it's a, almost a, it's a much bigger topic, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, you know, as a leader, um, and especially like in the fast moving culture that we're in, um, I mean, how many times you as a leader have been in the role, you know, especially with like your, your team and you're just, you ask the question, you know, what if we did it this way? And there's like crickets in the room. And you're mm-hmm. just like, man, I know I'm the content expert in this area or the skill expert in this area. I could just give them the answer and we can move on. But like you said, you're not allowing them to um, struggle a little bit and figure out that answer for themselves or even just allowing your team it, it, to raise their hand and just be like, you know what? I need a little bit of help. Like, and then great. Like, okay, like, is there a skill that we need to develop here? Is there a network? Is there somebody that we can connect you to so you can build the skill? But yeah, it all boils down to teaching people how to like, it's not, it's not so much as knowing the answer, but knowing where to find the answer. That is super important in today's society. Yeah, I love that. And I agree. I know that also there are plenty of times where I may ask that as a leader, know the answer, that I believe is the best way to get somewhere, but then somebody brings something to the table that just makes, that improves upon it, right? Absolutely. So I, I, yeah, I just, I completely agree. And so what you do, you know, if you were to describe your position um, in business, like how would you describe that? Because I would really love to kind of talk more about how Leadership plays a role both in what you do and who you work with, but then also, of course, to the investor who, you know, you're hoping and not just hoping, but actually helping um, in so many ways right now. So if you could just kind of describe your position, um, we'd love that. Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, in my two different roles, you know, we'll start with the director of investor education at PassiveInvesting.com, really uh, it's about match stepping and leading with the investor. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, will hop on a call with the investor. They obviously, you know, are, are, you know, connected with us because they believe in real estate as an investment vehicle. Um, they understand the power of how they could, you know, potentially, you know, uh, not invest in real estate to not only scale their portfolio, create cash flow, create equity growth, create tax benefits. But they don't have to do it themselves. They don't have to become the expert, but they're timid, right? You know, either they have never invested outside the stock market before. Maybe they are, you know, a current real estate, you know, investor, but they own and manage all their own real estate directly. So giving up control is a little hard. Or maybe they're a business owner and they go, I got this. Like, this is just another business I'm going to build. Teach me how to do it. And I'll go do it myself. Right. And so really the whole conversation with them is, you know, where leadership comes into play is I'm having a conversation with them. The first thing I'm trying to understand is where are they at in this kind of continuum to being a good limited partner with us in our group? And then I match them where they're at. I'm starting to identify, like, do they have a mindset gap? Do they have a skill gap? Is it just a networking gap, you know, and helping them, you know, lead them through filling those gaps. A lot of what I do in my role is filling those education gaps, you know, what is the, you know, what does it mean to invest passively in an asset? What does it mean, you know, to invest in express car washes? What does it mean to, you know, invest in debt, you know, products versus equity products, right? So I I would lead them through that. I help them understand 
incorporate all this knowledge back into their own plan, right? I'm not dictating that to them. They're building their own plan. And then I lead with them just, you know, hey, these are, you know, here's some investments that we have available to you. You know, if we can't help you, here are some other resources in the market. And just so they can get better clarity on and take advantage of the power of passive investing. And with my role at Ash Wealth, I'm doing the same thing, but I'm doing that with people that are probably starting off a little, you know, not maybe necessarily a high income earner. Uh, you know, or somebody who has like, you know, a, that's hit accredited investor status with like, you know, multi-million dollar net worth or anything like that. They're starting a little bit lower uh, or earlier in that financial journey. And I'm helping again, match them where they're at. Let's get, let's learn what the objective of multi-generational wealth truly means, right? Do what you want, when you want, with whoever you want, right? Let's learn the rules of the game. Okay, so we understand the objective. What are the rules? Now let's understand the strategies that are going to get you from where you are financially right now to that financial independence and financial freedom that you so desire, right? And it's not about being financially free. It's about having choice, right? I'm leading them to think beyond just the money because the money is the tool. How can we, like that money is going to help them achieve so many other things in their life. Let's, let's look at that right? What do you want to achieve there and create that game plan to get them there? And, you know, so many people are, you know, we talked about this on our last, uh, you know, podcast. So many people are enamored by specific real estate and investing tactics. Okay. But we want to back that up and truly, you know, help people understand the underlying, the overarching principles, right? That hold true where the market's going up, down or sideways. So that's what I'm super passionate about is helping lead people through that process to kind of like, you know, to where they get it, right? They can start building these strategies, this plan for themselves. And now it's about plugging the right, you know, assets in there and the right network of operators in there. This episode is presented by our new friends and sponsors over at Fresh Roasted Coffee and Positively Tea. I'm ecstatic about this partnership with them because if you know me, I've got three kids, a lot of work to do, and getting us all out the door with smiles on our faces is nearly impossible without a good cup of coffee. So we've partnered with them to give our listeners 20% off your first purchase. That's right. You heard me correctly. 20% off your purchase by heading to the link in our show notes or go to freshroastedcoffee.com or PositivelyTea.com. And when you get to check out, simply enter in the promo code if you leave them to get your discount. You can also take their quiz on the site if you're a big coffee or tea drinker, which recommends which coffee or tea is right for you. All of this and more thanks to our partners over at Fresh Roasted Coffee. Enjoy, leaders. I love that. Uh, so obviously what you're doing is such a huge piece of leadership, which is building leaders, right? I mean, you, your goal is for these people to go out with this education and be able to lead their businesses and their investments and, and give that like strength to them to be able to build this multi-generational wealth and, um, you know, have all of those things. Cause yes, I completely agree that should, I want that to be the goal for everyone, I think that um, the big question that, you know, is more in line with your new book coming out and what you're doing, but do you feel like how attainable are 
these things, not just the wealth, but also uh, investing, you know, passive investing. I mean, I would just love because being able to take control of your life is a huge piece of leadership and being able to work with others to help them do that, right? So it feels, it does. Timid is one word, terrifying might be another. Um, is this for everyone, do you believe? I, I the, you know, that's kind of like asking the question between like, uh, you know, if, so uh, everything that I teach, be it with passive investing, be it with what I do at Ash Wealth is out there on the internet, you know, or in a book already that exists, right? But the problem is people are moving at such a fast pace. They're so busy. They don't, the ability, so the education's there, but it's the capacity to absorb all these things and put it together in a cohesive plan to where not just the, the shortest distance between two points becomes a straight line, but where if that those two points were on a piece of paper, you could actually fold the paper in half, okay? That, and that's how the how you get two points the closest, like have them on a piece of paper and let's collapse time, right? That's what I'm helping people understand. It's not, um, it's not, is it attainable for everybody? Yes. Do you have to put a work in up front? Absolutely. Any sort of change, you're going to have to do that, right? Like change isn't for free. You know, there's always a cost to change, you know? Um, but it, 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 you have to have the desire and the want to do that. And I think that's for me, and that's been kind of the, the rub is that we're not our current education system. I see it with my daughter. I say, now that I look back, I'm wiser and older. I look back on my, you know, my education. I wasn't set up for that. I wasn't set up to be, um, to take control of my own investing. What were you taught? Like, um, go to school, get a good job, get married, buy a house, contribute to your retirement account, and you'll be taken care of. That paradigm does not truly exist anymore right? You know, it's a slow boat to wealth. There is a better paradigm out there, but it does require, again, the, you know, resourcefulness, you know, kind of bring it full circle, the mindset. You have to believe that the world is not against you, but operating for you. And that's hard. If you're reading the news every single day, like most people will not come away with that, that feeling, right? So Turn it I, think, off. <laughs> I say get rid of all social media, even your news feed, get it off your phone. Okay. Like news will find you. Trust me. Like, uh, like it will find you somehow. Um, so get into that more abundant mindset because you can't hold a, uh, this fear of like, I need security, right? and abundance, like this is the freedom that I'm trying to go for. You, Those are two competing emotions. They cannot exist at the same time. You can flip back and forth between the two, but they cannot totally exist at the same time. You got to choose one. Who are you? Where are you going to be today? Um, and then like start building the skills. You know, again, it goes back to resourcefulness. You know, if you're wanting to have, you know, financial freedom, if you're wanting to take control of your portfolio, fantastic. Let's do it. What skills do you need? You know, partner with a mentor that can help you understand um, what you do know and what maybe you don't know and help you start filling those gaps, right? And then, 
you know, networks, right? Like, um, and I think that is one of the challenging things, you know, the, the free education that's out there, or even like all the books and stuff like that, they help you, you know, in some way, piece together all these like little kind of cool tricks, tips, tricks and hacks, right? But one, it's not threaded together in a cohesive, understandable plan, okay, that's entirely repeatable and time tested. And then two, the network isn't there. You do have to bring people into your world that are going to help you achieve what you want. Sorry, I had to write some notes down so that I was <laughs> not going to forget. Okay, so yeah, I love this. And you bring up a really important kind of piece of this because yes, resourcefulness is so important, but, but gathering resources, I see it all the time. People pay for you know this training and that training. And then they do nothing with it. Shelf help. So like, <laughs> that's why I, exactly. I follow um, Jim quick. He's like, take your, do you have self-help or do you have shelf help? You know, like, do you have all those right. books and all those trainings that are like lying dead on your, on your laptop? Like, yeah. I totally get it. You just yeah. don't do anything with them. Yeah. So, um, and I, and you know, so my question was going to be what can help people really get into action and I feel like you just kind of answered it at the tail end of um, that discussion, because I do, I believe, you know, the people around you is probably one of the biggest motivating factors, but is there anything that you would add to that? Well, and it's not a one or done process, right? You can't just, I, I, first of all, answer the question directly. Um mindset, skills, right? Like how can we put ourselves in a more resourceful capacity? Not only are you going to learn, are you going to grow, right? Are you, are you going to be a good leader for yourself? Um, you're going to be a more attractive person, you know, to somebody like a potential mentor or a new boss that you want to work under, right? You're going to be far more attractive if you come in as somebody who is, you know, quote unquote, coachable, right? Like how, it comes in with an open growth mindset, is what got the willingness to learn new skills, right? You're going to, you know, be far more attractive to somebody to, for them to bring you in your world. And then that leads you to the third piece of resourcefulness, which is in the network. Um, I'm constantly looking, not only leveling up the people that I surround myself with, because they just, they're going to, you know, create such opportunity for me, but also they're going to feed into my mindset, right? If you're, you know, hanging around, you know, Debbie Downers all the time, guess what? You know, take a little mental check. You're, you know, probably going to, you know, operate on that energetic level. But if you level up your network, right? Jim Rohn, you are the five people that you hang out the most with. And that, you know, that is, uh, you know, uh, useful in and of itself. But one of those people should be somebody that you're like, I want that. What did they do? How did they do it? I want to get in their world. Okay. And sometimes you have to pay for it. You know, the, I, and you know, not everybody, everybody thinks sometimes mentors are free. No, sometimes the quickest way to get in somebody's world is to pay for it. I remember, you know, early on, I, I wanted to be like, try to figure out like how to, I could get as close as I could to Tony Robbins. I did not have the $80,000 to do his like diamond coaching or anything at this time. And so I was like, okay, if the closest I can be is go to like the ultimate power within event, spend a few hundred dollars there. That's it. I'm going to start there. You just have to figure out how to get into somebody's world. 
and then continue to level it up, right? Like, cause as you start working on, you know, maybe game plan number one is like, you know, just getting your financial house in order. Fantastic. Find somebody that you can emulate, follow them. Um, and then continue to choose to level it up because your wants are always going to change. Your why you want to do something rarely does, right? Um, we talked a lot about that on our last podcast um, together, but the want generally will, will level up with time, you know, as you achieve certain milestones, especially along in your financial journey. But why you're doing something rarely changes. That North Star really, rarely changes. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I just love the whole discussion around finding wise. And again, that's another <laughs> episode, but you can just Google it. Google the seven levels of why. Start really diving in. If you don't know your big why, or if your big why is just something so simple as, you know, to buy a house or so that my kids can go to college, like be willing to dive into that and, and really explore kind of what's deeper in that why, whether it's in business or life. Um, I, I completely agree. Um, may I offer another short? Yes, of course. So some people are like, Ooh, the why exercise is a little hard. Here's another question. If you're really stumped on the why, think about how you want to feel, right? I read a book, how leadership actually works by Larry Latch. And, um, uh, you know, it was so refreshing because when he's, you know, he's, he starts off the book you know, for CEO, C-suite executives. And he was like, how do you want to feel in your business? How should your business be feeding you and your goals in life? And like, how do you, how, how, what is that emotion that's attached for it? And I was just like, wait, a, I'm like listening to it on audio tape. And I was like, or on audible. And uh, I like paused it. I'm like, did this SEAL team leader, ex-SEAL team leader just say, how do I want to feel in my business? I'm like, I had never heard that. Like not even Jocko like, <laughs> says that. I was like, okay, I'm going to like run with this for a minute. And for me, especially for those areas that are a little intangible, right? Like if you want to work on your relationships, um, you know, it's really hard to quantify that. Like, I want to have X, you know, number of relationships that are this high quality. Like, how do you quantify that? But if you know how you want to feel with your relationships, that's way easier to be able to grade. Are you on the right track or not? I, I can't, I love this so much. And it's, it's so big. It really truly is. I worked with an incredible business coach for about a year, um, a while back. And I will never forget just, just exactly this. And we we're kind of, it was like a manifestation exercise, but he focused on that. Like, how do you want to feel when you wake up, you know, at this point in your life, what are the feelings that you want to have? And it's so, I mean, it's, it, it's a big question, you know, and how do you want to feel, like you said, in your business with, you know, your financial stability, with the role that you're in. And that is it for some reason, it's something we don't think about often. Right. But, or you, you might, but you know, it's like when it's brought up, it's a much easier question to answer when, how do I want to feel like, I don't know what I can attain necessarily. Right. I don't have complete control over that. But yes, how do you want to feel? I love that so much. And I feel like even working with people, whether it's business or otherwise, you know, I, I had a friend who was in kind of a really bad position. Uh, 
And she was afraid to look into the future and just taking it back to that. How do you want to feel in a year, you know, or maybe this time next month? And so I love that large and small level. And I'm so thankful that you brought it here because not just for everybody who's listening, but also for them to bring that to their teams, right? Like, okay, then let's get to work so that you can feel that. Um, Now you can start identifying strategies that will feed into how you want to feel. And then from the strategies, you can identify tactics, like actual tangible things, the day-to-day habits that will, you know, um, we utilize uh, at PassiveInvesting.com, we utilize 4DX, um, four disciplines of execution. But, you know, part of that is like, how do you want to feel in the business? Um, there was that question's not, you know, verbatim there. I know, but when I went through the process, I kind of like slid that questionnaire because then I can identify the strategies where we're going to feel, you know, feed into that. And then the actual habits that would help me execute on those strategies. And then what are my measures? How am I going to, what are my lead measures, my lag measures that are going to help me quantify whether I'm on the right track or not? Yeah. Leaders, listen, we're talking about feelings. You actually do have to (laughs) feel as a leader. (laughs) I'm imagining all these suits and ties going, turn it off. I'm going back. (laughs) CNN. Yeah, right. Well, and, you know, for those of you who did not turn us off, you know, just think about this, you know, um, you know, it maybe might be hard to do in your business. You don't have to like say this out loud just in your own internal planning for your department, just think about that question. How do you want your to feel? Do you, maybe you want to feel in control. You want to feel in informed. You want to feel responsible. Like uh, you want to feel that your team is empowered, right? Okay, great. Think about that question. Like what would, in, then what are the strategies that would enable to do that? Then you can line out your tactics and then all your KPIs on how you're going to measure that. Right. Then you can get down into like the the kind of cool planning and brass tacks. But you can also take this home. How many business leaders are amazing at business, but when they get home, um, uh, they hit kind of a brick wall of resistance. Right. You know, um, I know for me, when I was growing up, my my dad was a a VP at an oil company. And he uh, when he came home, my mom was like, you're not at work anymore, honey. Like, (laughs) so. You know, this can be an added uh, way to kind of reconnect back into those people who don't, you know, operate on that level. This, you know, um, and it's a great question to ask your team, ask your family, like, how do you want to feel, right? That just flipping that question around, answering it for yourself, but also helping your team, you know, understand that question, your family, you know, wherever you're going to be a leader really can help connect or bridge a conversation that sometimes is a little difficult to do with just straight strategy. Yeah, this is so great. It's so great. Thank you so much um, for being willing to stick with my different directions and bringing just such a great piece to this part of leadership, not just the resourcefulness, but also looking into, you know, what's really going to drive you. And it's going to be something that's a little bit bigger. And that is how are you going to feel? So I, I love it so much. I would love, as we kind of close this out, to ask you the question that is really just based on my own personal curiosity. Um, <laughs> but I think it's great to call people out and, and it gives us the opportunity to really look at what others have done maybe or are doing. And so my big question to you is, 
Uh, who, as a leader out there in this world, inspires you? Ooh, I I, uh, I thought through this a little bit. Um, I already mentioned Larry La- Larry Yatch in his book, um, How Leadership Actually Works. That's been a huge impact on my life. Um, and then most recently, I read two books, um, No Drama Discipline. Uh, that's a parenting book, but I learned so much from that book to just simply like, understand, especially those difficult, you know, conversations, you know, the fierce conversations you might need to have in your business, um, you know, how to, you know, just relate um, to somebody who may not be as high of achiever as you are yet, right? Um, And you want to cultivate them to get there. Like, how can you like, again, match step lead them into that type of role? And, And yes, it's a parenting book, but even if you're not a parent, you probably will pick up some tidbits. And then um, also like just communication. Another book I read that was really amazing on communication is the 8080 Marriage. Um, that is um, Nate and um, Katie Klemp. Um, but that is also about like how to have really direct communication, defined roles, uh, what you're willing to accept, what you're not willing to accept within a relationship. But do it so that you're you're honoring not only yourself and what you need, but also uncovering what the other person might need in in helping that bridge that gap. Those have been really three powerful books that I've read lately. I love it. And I wrote all of them down and we'll be looking into all of them. Brittany, it's been such an honor to have you back. I absolutely love learning from you and talking with you. Um, I know you've brought so much to the show and to all of our listeners. I don't think anybody turned it off. Thank you again. I'm so excited to grab my pre-order for Money for Tomorrow. And again, any of you listening, we will have all the links to get a hold of Whitney, um, get a hold of this book, ask the questions. And thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the If You Lead Them podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review and comment on whatever audio podcast platform you're using. This has been a production of Leon Media Network. For more from our show, visit us at leonmedianetwork.com.